about build an environment of pursuing curiosity. You know who you are, who you really are. Like <laughs> you are listening to Everyday Educators on 1921 Radio. And without further ado, welcome back, loved ones. This is the Everyday Educators Podcast. I am your host, Jeremy, with the always beautiful and radiant Naomi. What's going on, Nay? Nothing much. How are you? I'm full. We're going to get into that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and you all can catch us every Saturday on 1921radio.com. You can also listen to us on YouTube and wherever you find your podcast episodes drop every Saturday. Um, you can find us there and on all socials at everyday educators. Don't forget the S make sure you hit that like and subscribe button. We want to hear from you now. Nay, have you ever been so full that the next day you still fool? Yes. But I also have a confession to make because you know, sometimes the food is just so good. You just need a taste. So even though you fool, you got to go back and taste a little bit of it. Oh, listen, you are speaking my religion. I was stuffed after one plate, but then I saw an un, an untapped uh, pan of macaroni and cheese. With the cabbage it needs nuggets. you. It needs you. You can't and just the, let it sit out there. And I don't know what the hell was on them rolls. Listen. <laughs> We're going we gonna to get into all of that. We're going to get into all of that. But uh, today, we have a very, very special guest. Her hands are blessed. <laughs> she has ancestral recipes. Seasoning out of this world. Today on the Everyday Educators Podcast, we got Miss Shayla McCall, y'all. From Ooh, Shayla's hey, Kitchen. Mmm. <laughs> Shayla, thank you yes. for being on the show. How thank are you, you feeling? How your knees? Me. How your feet? Like, how are you feeling today? I'm actually just realized what happened yesterday, this morning. I told my sister, I can't believe I just did that. That's how I'm feeling. Mm, you I'm did a big thing. Everybody was full. <sighs> Listen, <laughs> let me tell you, Nay. Now, you know me. I show up for my people. You do. You do. You know, I show up for my people. I had never had Shayla's cooking before. I tried to get her to cater for my birthday party, you know. Mm. Uh, she wasn't, you know, in Chicago. So she hit me up. It was like, hey, man, I'm doing this. You know, I haven't released the tickets, you know, but just I'm having this thing. I'm like, man, mark me down. I'm there. I was prepared to stop and get some food because you know I don't eat everybody food. I was going to say this That's is real. like That's high praise because Jeremy is so picky. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I could cook a little bit and I don't even know if that's true after last night. But I, <laughs> I was prepared to stop on the way home and I got there and then like I felt like I needed to apologize because this was like it was fantastic. We're going to get more into last night and, and everything that went into that. But listen, y'all, I'm just telling you at the top of the show, if you need somebody to cater, if you just hungry, you need a plate, hit up Shayla's Kitchen right now. Better call me. 
So with that being said, stop when I come home now. Listen, listen. So my question is, like, what is a standout food memory? What is like a memory that was like food was involved? You know, in in you all's travels last night, notwithstanding. In my travels, okay. I'm just saying, in your life, it could be in life with your grandma. It could be that I could Moroccan tell you the memory restaurant. that got me to where I'm at. I am today. Okay, let's go with that. Um, so what used to stand out, and this happens. Uh, this was reoccurring. This is how it ended up being my job. <laughs> My grandma in Virginia, when we were kids, we would go every summer and my parents would drive to Virginia, right? So she would call the house and she would be like, now, what y'all want to eat when y'all get off the road? It's five different people saying everything they could imagine on this table. And when we got off the road, Everything you could ask for, it, whatever we requested, it was there. And she would call the family over, and I—that's that's how I wanted to become a chef. I loved how she would put all this food on the table. Everybody would come over. They would be laughing. It was just like a good time, and you knew she made it because she loved you. Like you just felt it, and I was too young to understand it. But I was like, I like that. You know, like, I want that. So I've been a grandma technically all my life. <laughs> okay, Nate, now. Ooh, memory. Now, Nate, top that. <laughs> I don't know if I, the, I have a similar experience. So I grew up with my, my grandparents. We lived in a two flat. For those of y'all that are not familiar with Chicago, that's just like a mini apartment building. There's two apartments in there with a, a basement and we call them like two fence, three flats, so on and so forth. But anyway, um, my grandfather, but my, both of my grandparents lived upstairs, but my grandfather was the cook. My grandmother does not like to cook and she is open about that. Um, but he would always take requests from whomever, like my mom, myself, there'll be times where at the end of the day, there's three or four different dinners ready because we all wanted something different. And like, he just took such pride in like cooking for us and taking care of us in that way. And then like, my mom is the oldest of seven. So he used to do his own like Thanksgiving dinner. So similar to you, he would be like up early, like cooking all day. And my aunts and uncles and cousins would be there just from all over. And I just remember to your, to your point about like, how cool, like we're all here. We're all having a good time. Like, there's a reason for us to come back, which I learned in my adult life that everybody didn't like, it's not a standard to like go right. back home, bring your, your wife and your children. And like, you make that a point in your personal and like your own little nuclear family to go back to your own parents' home once or at least once or twice a year. So um, I, I did not want to become a chef. I'm not a good cook, but I do appreciate the, the opportunity and what that taught me about community and family like everybody likes to eat everybody likes good food and so um if for nothing else i took that with me from those experiences so uh my phone dropped i'm I'm gonna go the opposite way y'all were real loving you know and i appreciate that you know 
that warmth, that family. But uh, on the opposite end of the spectrum, you know, back in the day when I was a poor college student (laughs) and I was pretending to be grown Mm -hmm. and yeah, pretending and uh, I was very poor. So I had to steal groceries. And so I'm living with this young lady and I'm making like $50 a week in my job. And so, you know, I got to make a stretch. So we had to self check out. This is before they got the cameras and everything in there, you know. So you scan one item and, you know, you dump out seven pieces in there. <clears throat> and so this uh, <laughs> woman decided to stress me out because all of a sudden, this was towards it. This is when I knew it was over. Because <laughs> she had the bright idea that she wanted to go raw vegan. And I'm like, gee, you can't steal produce like that, like in bulk. <laughs> and it was just traumatizing trying to get like two heads of lettuce and hella cucumbers and everything you know and only paying four dollars and like getting out of the the jewels but you know I made it work but that was (laughs) (laughs) you know that was short lived so but thank you for that thank you for those (laughs) wonderful food memories right So now we're going to transition into our next segment, Actual Factual, and that is when we have a conversation about some news or something that's going in the headlines um, that, you know, may or may not impact the industry of education, right? Mm-hmm. So, ladies, when was the last time you all volunteered? Oh, I feel bad. Mm-hmm. The last time I, I actually haven't volunteered. Well, no, I, I lied. The last time I volunteered for something was last summer. Um, okay. My church does this back to school event every year. Mm-hmm. And we do it. I make food that the kids like. But I also make, like, usually I do, um, like, healthy fruit salad. Like, try to show them that something healthy can taste good. And the kids usually love the fruit salad. Cause it be busting. I think about that song from the Wiggles, fruit salad, <laughs> yummy, yummy, yummy. Hey, that was a bop. Ooh. What about you, Nay? Oh, I'm telling on myself, but I don't. I can't think of a time. I'm lying. So when I moved here, I vol and I haven't done it often, <clears throat> but I volunteered to be like a mentor for some students that are moving. They're transitioning out of high school and moving into a junior college program. And so you kind of just like talk to them about their classes, what college is going to be like, see if they have any questions. Um, That specific program has like, it's like 100% paid. So if you get in there, you are essentially going to your junior college for two years for free. Um, and then in that, they offer you mentorship. And so when I moved here, they, I like really didn't have anything to do. I, um, it's right before I quit my job and I was looking to like build community. So 
um, I volunteered for that. But I have, again, like you don't, it's not like you have to do it like weekly. You They have to do it like once a semester. So sometimes they'll rotate you in or rotate you out. So the kid that you meet with at the beginning of the semester might not be the one that you get at the end type of thing. So Yeah, good. Um, so I work with, well, I'm on the board of an organization, uh, Open Architecture Collaborative, Chicago chapter. Um, and so the past two years, we uh, participate in an uh, organization called Rebuilding Together. And so they pick out different homes and neighborhoods <clears throat> and uh, kind of rebuild their cribs, right? And so uh, painting, electrical, carpentry, you know, all that other kind of stuff. And so uh, they partner with organizations like OAC and have someone like project manage that basically. So did it last year, this year, I was like the house captain, which, you know, means I kind of made sure everybody did what they were supposed to do. So uh, it was nice, you know, a nice older woman in Inglewood. Uh, and she was very appreciative. She had a, she had a beautiful house too. Um, so yeah, so that's dope. <clears throat> which, which brings us to today's story. Right. Um, on the corporate side, what we were just discussing is called corporate responsibility. Right. And which simply means that they're holding, you know, the corporations are holding themselves and their stakeholders accountable to the public by doing, you know, different initiatives. And so this year, State Farm, <clears throat> which is headquartered and where you are, Shayla, in Atlanta, they uh, came together with over 5,000 volunteers to make over uh, a 1 million meals, right? So uh, did you know about that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. About it. Mm-hmm. So uh, let's see here. They had, oh, wow. So they did it in shifts. So they did uh, six 90-minute <clears throat> shifts. Uh, with folks on a like an assembly line preparing over uh, like I said over a million meals that went to different food banks and other organizations throughout Atlanta uh, actually the number here is one thousand excuse me one million uh, twenty thousand six hundred and seventy two meals that they prepared in a day uh, so that was that's pretty dope, pretty dope. And yeah. so, <clears throat> I don't know what uh, what organization was that with, uh, Nate, that out where you are. Do you remember the name of it? Um, I can't remember the name of the the scholarship program. Gotcha. Okay. Well, I was just trying to give folks tips, right? Like Shayla. You know, your local churches and organizations. I know here in Chicago, uh, Chicago Learning Exchange, mm-hmm. they're like a, a, a nexus point for uh, a lot of different community-based organizations that are always looking for, as my grandfather says, some strong backs and weak minds. <laughs> but, you know, some volunteers. And so we just here encourage everybody to, you know, to get out in the community, right? Um, we know you educators... 
I'm working very hard every day, but just like, you know, you want folks to come out and support your efforts. You know, we have that same responsibility to our communities. Our communities. So, Miss McCall. Yes, sir. We're going we're gonna to take you back. Uh-oh. Back, back, back in the day, right? Uh-huh. Um, to elementary, high school, we'll get into college. But first, the question we ask all of our guests, if we were to bring in all of your teachers, right? And mm-hmm. you know what? For you, we're going we're gonna to bring in your church members as well, uh, your church family. Uh-huh. We're going to bring them all together. Okay. You know, we got got to hold you accountable. Mm-hmm. Brought them all together in the room. What type of student would they say you were? One that they had to pray for really, really hard. <laughs> and they really wasn't sure which way I was going. <laughs> all of them. That's real. That's real. Okay. So <clears throat> take us back. Caldwell Academy. You know, what? how was your time there? Tell you us know about what? It. So this is crazy, but elementary school was was like easy. Elementary was nothing. The hardest part of elementary school, I actually went to school right off Krigir. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, it's on Krigir. Uh, I think that's eighty six something somewhere. It's right up the street. I know what's that. Yeah, yeah, over east. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And so all the kids were bad. So we, I was surviving elementary school. I had to know how to fight. And um, I was very much a tomboy at the time. Um, and I had already started ditching school in elementary, like elementary school. Not you, Shayla. Yes. Oh, yes. Lord. Um, as far as my work ethic goes, I did well. My parents got divorced um, while I was like, when I was 11. So Mm. I was like a great scholar up until then, but I'm the oldest sibling. So somehow, some way I figured like, I gotta take care of my siblings and I started being a mama. And so I didn't really, schoolwork wasn't important because I kind of got into this mode of making sure the house was good. Mm -hmm. And so that's when things fell off. And then I started acting grown. (laughs) I guess I felt like, well, I'm doing grown stuff, I'm grown. Um, But I never, failed anything i was able to just always like skate by which okay <clears throat> well you did something right because uh you ended up at the illustrious king college prep dr Martin luther school, king you know what i'm saying if you ain't noticed you know we got some jaguars in the house you know what i'm saying now you can step to the side right now it's a jaguar thing <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Chicago Public School. You know, she went to yeah. Catholic school, so she don't know nothing about it. she don't know nothing about this. It's all right. Okay. <laughs> you don't judge. That's no, I judge. But normally, but see, this is lately we've been having like all the Catholic school folks come in. And so, you know, I just had to fall back. So now it's our time to shine. Oh, okay, well, let's do it. Um But so what was that process like? Like I know my process to getting the king. Like, were there any other schools? You know, how did I'm assuming you did you had to do great on your uh selective enrollment test? Like, what happened? You shaking your head, what? What you robbed? My somebody? daddy had a guy. <laughs> you ever hear somebody be like, I got a guy? Oh, <laughs> yeah. 
So okay. my dad had a guy who knew Dr. White. Mm. That's what I'm saying. Like I never failed nothing. I just literally God God has my back at all times. Cause most of the time I'm always just like, oh, this okay. This is how we doing this. Well, <laughs> let's do it. But I didn't take a test. Um then you didn't even take the test? Mm-mm, I didn't even go to um I didn't even go to uh what was the program y'all had before before school started? Yeah, the That's little summer, the summer joint. Everybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't do that. I just, I would just win. <laughs> That's amazing. When you just say Philly on the plug, I already knew what that meant. <laughs> I feel, I don't know how I feel. We scrapping and surviving to get in there. You just, hey y'all. I really didn't know it was a process though um, <laughs> to even get in. My dad talk, told me about the school. I, I didn't know anything. Actually, this is kind of sad, but it's kind of a blessing in disguise. I was pregnant my eighth grade year. Wow. So I had a baby and everything. I was busy doing that. And I didn't know what was going on as far as high school. I didn't know that. So, I didn't know none of that. Yeah. My dad just was like, the thing was, I, I'm smart. My son that I have now, he is extremely intelligent. And... um. That's what I was. I was just distracted. So it was like, she can do it, but she's just all over the place yeah. in life. But that's how I learned how to pivot technically, because I it's always something going on. So I got I gotta move. But I just got into school. Shout out to your daddy for like looking at you and being like, I'm gonna get my baby through this. I know somebody, <laughs> she gonna go to this school and everything's gonna be okay. I'm going to just drop this little brown bag off and then she's going to be admitted and we're going to keep it pushing. So, well, so what school did you think you were going to? Listen, Bowen? people that graduate caught <laughs> thank you, yes. Bo- people oh. that graduate Caldwell went to either Bowen or CBS. <sighs> so in my mind, CBS would have been like top tier. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Bowen okay. is like, yo, I didn't get the time. Listen, I'm just telling y'all out here, if you ever been to East, if you ever watched uh, Lean on Me, and you know about Eastside High, <laughs> literally, that's the, the Bowen Boilermakers. Yes. <laughs> All right, so we know. Those were those were my <laughs> options based off of the high school I graduated from. I mean, the grad, the elementary. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, shout out to pops, man. You know. Mm-hmm. Thank you, brother. We appreciate you. <laughs> okay, so I know how my time at King was. So tell me about your your KCP experience. How was that? High school was a breeze. Um, not in grades wise now. <laughs> I'm gonna tell y'all. That's why I know if you put your mind to something, you can do it. Because grades did not get me where I am at all. But high school was more of this place where you were socially free for me. And we did have our little fights and stuff that happened. But I was like, oh, they mad about what? You know, like, they'll be all right. <laughs> but and, you was already an adult. That's probably Yeah, what. you're like, y'all are <laughs> children. I was, that's what I'm saying. I was looking at everything. I had all my friends. They knew that I was like the motherly friend. I remember Gabby told me 
one time like we were crossing the street and I grabbed her hand. I I, I like slightly picked her up a little bit because the car oh. was coming. <laughs> but oh. high school kind of really made me. I will say that um, I think King, what I love about King is that it let us be creative. Mm -hmm. And it kind of allowed us to find what we like, who we are. We got to tap into all these different things, and they helped you develop wherever you wanted to be. Um, because Miss Levy, you know, I was going to be a music major originally for college, and Miss Levy, I couldn't read music well, but I grew up in church, so I had an ear for music. And so she noticed it and she would let me teach the choir songs for my midterm. Hmm. Okay. Oh my goodness. I love that. I'm reading, yeah. I have to like interject right here. I'm reading this book <laughs> and it is, the book is called Neuro Teaching. It's all about like brain development and adolescence and all that stuff. And so the part that I was reading last night was like being flexible and the way that you assess students because essentially all of them are not going to show up. You're not going to get the best out of them giving them like a, a multi-choice um, mm -hmm. test that's going to take them the next hour and a half. And so they talked about like all these different ways you could assess a student's knowledge. Uh, letting a student teach choir was not one of them. So I'm glad to like add that to the list. Like no, that's shout cool. out to Miss Levy. She, I, she picked up on it. She was like, here um and then you remember tracy jeremy mm -hmm. tracy stingley so he would play the piano or the keyboard or whatever and we would work together and i taught kirk franklin like i taught what i knew i was like oh we could do this and i would teach all the parts and that was where i understood it was okay to i feel like our high school helped us understand it's okay to be different because your differences yeah is what will make you in the future so you were Sister Mary Clarence, basically. You hear me, Sister Act, to, to be specific. <laughs> so, and, and let me just add some context for you guys, because I also had a similar, I can't remember the young lady's name, um, but the chemistry teacher, like, I would get done, like, before the bell ring, I'm done with the work. And so she helped, she allowed me I'm sure it made her job easier, but to like teach the class to like mm -hmm. help, you know, teach the, the rest of the class. Um, so it can't be from being a distraction. Mm -hmm. You know about that. Um, yes. <laughs> but for those of you who are familiar at that time, um, King had been like revitalized. Right. And mm -hmm. so when we were there, when Shayla and I was there, uh, we were just the second class. So there were only freshmen and sophomores. So it was just like a bunch of kids, you know, running around the school and it wasn't all that, you know, pressure. Right. Right. And and like everybody came from like the same five schools and then Caldwell. That was <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so it was just like you know. Yeah. So okay. So that's good. That's good. All right. So is this where at this time, is this where you like, how did, when did you start, like, taking cooking seriously? Because, you know, and then, like, how did that turn into you going into uh, Cordon Bleu? Like, you know, what was that process like? Um, So, I didn't take cooking. I knew, I had been cooking since, I learned how to cook when I was eight. Mm -hmm. So, I've been cooking all these years. Um, 
And I just knew I liked it. I never took it serious. I didn't take it serious until just recently. Um, I One time in high school on New Year's Eve, we were all supposed to go somewhere and something happened. It was about 15 people here in this house. This is my mom's house. And I cooked for everybody. It was just, I knew how to do it. Um, so high school had nothing to do with it. It was just, you know, when the friends would come over, my best friends would come over, I'll cook. I would go to their house, look in the refrigerator, see. I'm like, y'all hungry? They'll be like, yeah, but you got to cook. I'm like, oh, well, let me see what you got in the fridge. I cook. I had my little boyfriend, and he had already graduated high school. And I would go over his house and make him breakfast before he went to work, then go to school. Then, like, cooking was just like, because you got to eat <laughs> in my mind. Man, Lord. So um, I went to music school. I went because I did go to Columbia for a semester. Mm. And I found that I was cooking more than I was going to class because people would get food um, and still not putting money to it. I never sold plates in college or anything. It was just like, oh, you got food? I cook. You know, we were learning about food stamps. I was like, you got a link? Oh, let's go. <laughs> I cook. I cook. Always cooking. Everybody knew. Um, I even had a friend call me the pancake lady. So I was getting, I began to get bored with college. Like music theory is mm. not for the week. Ow. I couldn't read music because Miss Levy, she was trying to teach me. But one thing I am is, and you will find this in most chefs. We probably all have ADD. We probably all have ADHD. And the only time we focus for real is when it's, when we get in that kitchen, that's our mode. But then you'll, if you ever watch a chef for real in the kitchen, they never focus on one thing either, but mm -hmm. it's a craft. So it, it makes sense. So I, I just, music wasn't doing it for me. So I flunked and I was like, I want to go to, I want to go to culinary school. It, it just like, let me do something I already know how to do. That's pretty much how we got there. And so um, I would say this, because school was always a thing for me. I did not get all the way through culinary school because I was paying it for it for myself. So what I did was I learned, I took what I learned, I took what <sighs> I knew, and I started putting it together. Mm. Um, because I also have a grandma I, that's Creole. So I'm I'm learning Creole dishes. I got my grandma in the South. Like I know what to do, but I don't have the art yet. You know, the the uh when we learn mise en place, everything in place, like I would have never known any of that stuff. A mirepoix, what's important, the basis of a soup. Um, and I would tell anybody that want to do something, if you really want to do it, learn it. Because there are things you don't know. You even though you're getting these traditions, tradition is great, but people can tell tradition and training and all this type of stuff. So I went to Le Cordon Bleu. I got almost to the end, couldn't afford it. So then I went to the military. Oh. <laughs> Pivot. All right. You're right. I, that's <laughs> like, what I can do. <laughs> I know how to get through something. 
and I'm back in this place where I cook one meal one time because I was bored. I told my girl, like, I'm going to cook, blah, blah, blah. She invited some friends. And she was like, you cook like this? I'm like, oh, I'm thinking nothing of it. I'm just like, oh, yeah, like, I'm hungry. Girl, this is <laughs> Tuesday. What are you saying? Yeah. Like, you know, you got to eat. I ain't That's even cooking for real. I'm just... <laughs> no, I'm just bored. Like, let's do this. So it got to the point in the military where people were bringing groceries. They would go to the commissary because that's where you get all the groceries for cheap, right? Go to the commissary and they would call me like, you at home? I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> all right, well, I'm at the grocery store. I'm going to bring something up. Can you make it? I'm like, oh, yeah. And I... I Grandma, I'm like, yeah, baby, you know, just come on over. <laughs> and this was like at least three times out the week for sure. And so it literally is my nate, it's in me. I couldn't, I would be crazy not to do it. It's what I know how to do, it comes naturally. And then, um, I still take classes. I don't know everything. Um, one thing about the culinary industry, like all industries, it changes. So plating is always different. It's always unique. You got people using paintbrushes now to plate, like listen, tweezers. It is it is a it is a very multifaceted industry. Mm -hmm. um, and you got to find your place like anybody in any industry. But that is how I got there. It was just a whole okay. Thing. I love it. Can oh, we just man. speak to like leaning into what is already in you? I feel like that is so, yes. so, so important. Like, yes, you yeah. have to. You have, I believe this. Um, being like African American, Black, whatever, our parents, and our like grandparents, our age group, they wanted what was best. They saw that there was going to be better. And everybody believed that college is the answer for everything. It's not so much college, it's training. And then you have to also know, to me, what is, what is your heart saying to you? We have a conscious, we have the subconscious for a reason and it talks to you all the time and it weighs you down when you're not you can feel it you can mm -hmm. always feel it. Mm -hmm. and that feeling is not for nothing and sometimes because i my whole life i had to make people a believer and i don't i think a lot a, a lot of people sometimes are scared to do that i feel like that was the joy in going to king because everybody in king was like uh-uh <laughs> I'm doing this, <laughs> you know, we all, and we all understood each other for whatever reason. Mm -hmm. like, Cause you have to bet on yourself. Your parents might think, well, being a doctor, you know, you have this, you have that, you're, you're fine. You won't have Amen. to worry. They never say you're going to have this debt that Joe Biden keeps telling you that you may or may not have to pay one day. Come on, Joe, <laughs> do what's right. <laughs> you hear me? So, there's this pro and con to everything. No risk, no reward. And sometimes you got to give up and do a little struggle because you struggle one way or the other. Mm -hmm. Um, And I just decided like to bet on myself. And it's not easy, but the fulfillment is unmatched. 
All right. I appreciate that. That's the name of this episode. <laughs> Fulfillment is unmatched. Uh, hold on. Let me write it down. Well, I'll catch it when I edit it. Fulfillment is unmatched. All right. Can we just say full plate? Full plate? <laughs> no, nah, I ain't going to take it from there. Fulfillment. Okay, we got it. We got it. Um. So we also have... Um, another Upper Bound alum here. She didn't participate in Upper Bound, but uh, like all of us, you know, she she helped out some kids. So um, I was talking, actually, I was talking to Gabby last night about something similar. So just, you know, reflecting your time at Upper Bound, you know, we all love Upper Bound here, you know, kind of promote that program. How, what did you do for us? And, you know, how was that experience? Um, well, first, thank you for <laughs> inviting me to be a part of it. Um, it was a very cool experience and I loved how the kids, or I don't even want to call them kids cause they're old enough not to be kids, but I Young loved adults. how they realized like, okay, I can ask questions and I want to know more. Um, and surviving college is real when you're hungry and you're broke. <laughs> That's why you want to take yeah. your food. So, like, break down what your workshop consisted of, you know, so for the um, people so who So, my not. workshop consisted of how to take that college food, the typical college meals, like a, a bowl of ramen noodles, mm-hmm. and turn it into something that is still cheap, but something that is delicious. And I reinforce with the students often to sit, once you use these tips, sell those plates. I would tell them that all the time. I'm like, now, once you do this, you're going to have a friend come over. And then you start selling the plates. <laughs> and so we just did really simple recipes. Um, I can't even remember everything. I, I taught them how to do a quick mac and cheese mm-hmm. instead of using craft. Um, like I said, we did the noodles and we made ramen instead of just ramen noodles. Um I taught them how to make something in a cup. I think it was a cake or something, but just things that you can do because cooking is not as hard as it seems. So I wanted them to, and then they started asking questions. I love that part. Mm -hmm. Can I do it like that? I'm like, yeah, do it, do it. You know, (laughs) try it. So so again, she, she be a real humble y'all. So (laughs) what it was is, she would go and get some groceries, like just the basic things that you would have, you know, in college, right? And maybe like just the local grocery store, or whatever. And then, you know, we would deliver. This is during the pandemic, so we would deliver the things to the students, and then like via Zoom, they'll have like these classes where they're just using like microwaves and things. And let me tell you, we kept some of the bags. Cause them them little seasoning packets she was put like, girl, where you get this? This ain't in the regular ramen. Like it was it was fire. And I think that uh I would encourage, you know, everyone who is listening, um, to like use your talents, right? And like these young people, they, you know, this is what this whole platform here is predicated on, you know, uh inspiring, you know, young folks because when I was in college, I didn't know how to jazz up the Easy Mac. <laughs> or, you know, <laughs> I, ain't, I ain't had it, you know. So I think that having and, and then she also always included like uh, healthier options. 
you know, so that is also, you know, very important for our young folks. And I can just report back to you, Shayla, that they are still using those tactics today. I talked to a few of them and they are still, you know, they might not have that seasoning, but, you know, (laughs) you know, those those tools still in their toolkit. So, um, you know, thank you for that. No problem. Thank you for having me on it. Oh, man. Anytime. Well, I ain't there no more. But, you know, anytime I got opportunity, of course, I'm putting on my peoples. (laughs) Um, So let's fast forward. Like, Mm -hmm. I want to talk about, like, last night was a Friendsgiving. You know, talk about how that came about. You know, talk about the menu. Please tell, you know, tell the people about the menu. And, uh, you know, how, and like, you know, how did you come up with Shayla's Kitchen? Okay. So last night is something I dreamed about literally two years ago. And I was like, well, that looks expensive. (laughs) So I just dreamed about it two years ago. (laughs) Now, I am a firm believer in writing your vision and making it plain. Um, that's the biblical term, but then Erica Badu says that spells come from spelling. So if you spell it, it will happen. Okay. Appreciate so, a little witchcraft. All right. I appreciate it. Right. You know, but it, however you want to put it, everybody figured if you write this thing down, mm-hmm. something got to come out of it. Um, so I wrote, I wrote it down. And then I put an end goal to it. And I'll tell you the end goal later. And then I, like, after I wrote it down, I was like, girl, you crazy. But I was like, you you crazy anyway. So, you know, like, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> and so I, um, I feel like my purpose in life is to love. Um, people will tell you I'm very patient with people. Most people be like, you know, I would have. And I'm like, oh, you got to see it from this angle, you know. And I love putting my love in my food. I'm going to put on some old school music when I cook. I want you to leave me alone. I'm the grandma in the kitchen like, no, I don't need your help, baby. And I'm thinking of what the people need, uh, who I'm cooking for, how I want them to feel like. And I'm... I'm just kind of putting it all together that way. And so last night was the beginning of many to come. Um, But I wanted to do dinner how I remembered as a kid. That's why I told y'all, like, when the dinner is served, you got to put your phone away. We're no phones at grandma's table. We didn't really have an option because we're a little bit, you know, grown. But even now, if you go to my grandma's house, the phone at the dinner table excuse me no and you're still gonna laugh you're still gonna find out the tea you're gonna all this stuff is gonna happen so i wanted to bring that experience back and and this is no disrespect to atlanta but whatever i'm tired of doing things solely on aesthetic and for instagram photos and i feel as though you can, we eat with our eyes first and people have caught on to that. And that is very true. So people will make everything look amazing, get the best photographers. I mean, if you ever looked at how you stage food for photography in real life, most of the time you're not even looking at food. 
So if your budget is big enough, you can have a certain aesthetic and trust and believe you're not even going to get that. It's like a McDonald's burger, you know. So my experience in Atlanta, I was going down there to see if I wanted to expand there. And I was just sick of this aesthetic, 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 and the grass wall, and the aesthetic, and the lights <laughs> in the grass wall, and little candles, and flowers dropping out the ceiling, and I'm going to pay you $30 for chicken and waffles, and I didn't like it. And I was like, yo, this is, like, really baffling me. And then everybody's there. And then don't be a, a celebrity with a restaurant. And your restaurant nasty, but everybody want to go because you got to take the picture. Because I, I went to I went to so-and-so restaurant, right? But you, but the food. What about the food? Mm-hmm, <laughs> I, mm-hmm. I, I came to eat because I'm hungry. I didn't come to eat <laughs> take a picture. And so that's how last night really came about. And then a young lady, shout out to my girl, Miranda of M Plus Media. She's getting ready to launch her photography business. And so her and I were on the phone one day and she was like, uh, when you come home, can I use you to just make some food and I'll do a photo shoot? And then I was like, well, I got one better. I'm like, why don't we just do a whole thing? And then we started just... The ideas were coming, and I sat after we got off the phone. I said, I wrote this down two years ago. <laughs> and I was okay. like, this is getting ready to happen. And she was like, I got the photography. Because that's one thing I'm going to do is what I know how to do. All the other stuff, I'm not going to do it. Uh, and I believe that people should take that into account, too, because perfect the thing that you you know or you set out to do and everything else you need will be provided if you mm-hmm. really believe in yourself that much people oh, are going to come to you because they believe in you so mm-hmm. she believed okay you're a good cook i'll be your photographer i don't i don't my social media is terrible um, <laughs> because i'm cooking so people would be like hey. well, Get a because the people are eating because I could and I want them to have a hot plate. I was worried about that yesterday and I'm so sorry because I was really like, take the picture, girl, so the people can eat. <laughs> and listen, it was all good. <laughs> Don't even worry but, about none of that. Yes, yeah, so that's how we got there. Um, mm-hmm. So what'd you make? That's let's get to the meat and the potatoes. Yes. <laughs> So we had, um, I did some short ribs um, with a balsamic glaze, but I didn't want the balsamic to be overpowering. But people don't know, uh, balsamic vinegar especially tenderizes beef to a whole nother level. So if that's a tip. Mm. So I did the short ribs. Um, we had a, a lemon and herb salmon. Um, I did a jerk turkey. They had um, international yams, which I did some ube yams. Those are the purple yams that you see people using often. And I did them with some red yams and some regular candy yams. And I uh, <laughs> and I had like a, um, I used some bourbon and some vanilla and some cinnamon and some brown sugar. You know, there's mm. tip. Happy Thanksgiving. Take me back, Jesus. Take me back. <laughs> I did a five cheese mac 
Um, let's see a tip for that. Goat cheese is always amazing. People don't know they're eating it and they'll enjoy it. Keeps it creamy and smooth. What? Yes, that was one of the five cheeses. Um, we did greens, however. I believe in always making sure you get a superfood at some point in your meal. So the greens were kale greens, only kale greens. Mm -hmm. um, and they were called rainbow greens because I also added rainbow peppers and red onions. So it was like really pretty and bright. Your plate should never be dark. That's the tip. Um, our community, our plates are pretty like brown and yellow. Because everything's fried. No, you need some color. Color lets you know that when you eat this food, you can digest it when you're doing it. So that's important. Um, what else did I did cornbread dressing, not your normal dressing. Um, I made some sweet potato cornbread muffins, and then I made a cranberry compound butter to go with it. Mm -mm. Smack it. I also made some catfish bites with a crab cream sauce. You ain't got caught making sexy. Dude, it was catfish nuggets, and those were <laughs> bomb. She made catfish nuggets, bro. Smack yes. it. Um, what else? We had dinner rolls. Don't just say we just had dinner rolls, because that was the what was on the rolls? A garlic butter that Oof. was made. I prepared a garlic butter for you mm, for the dinner mm, rolls. Mm. And then think that's about it oh i made a peach cobbler while you all were eating i prepared a peach i'm cobbler. sorry you just whipping up a peach cobbler while everybody because yeah, that's how thanksgiving is i wanted you all i knew nobody knew what to expect on purpose because mm, mm, the mm. ticket was very like bad as ticket <laughs> you coming or not Yes, I, and I, did, I wanted that on purpose because I didn't want to create an expectation. Because mm. um, I knew you'd be all right once you got there. So the ticket didn't say anything, but you know, Thanksgiving, you know how you smell like the pound cake? you like, yeah, like I'm getting my slice. <laughs> so I wanted I, to create that element. Speaking of, what'd your sister make? My sister, she's a baker and she has her own business as well called Divine Bites Bakery. And she made lemon squares, mm -hmm. peanut butter cookies, and chocolate chip cookies. And she also baked the cookies while they were eating. So you Nay, let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. <laughs> I've never seen a cookie. It's like it had a filter on it. It was glistening. That peanut butter cookie, the chocolate chunk was great. The lemon square is great. But that peanut, warm peanut butter, it was fluffy. I don't know what kind of I don't know what kind of sugar she put up, bro. It was ridiculous. She is ridiculous. the baker. I don't I don't I let her do what she do best because do it because I don't have the patience to bake. Baking requires a lot of patience and it's chemistry. It's it's chemistry. Mm -hmm. I don't like it. Yeah, I don't. I want to <laughs> just go like this and you know be done. <laughs> and so I believe that was the whole menu. That was everything. Well, you know, you had some adult beverages now. You oh, had... we did. We made a henny cider. And then um, we did that a cranberry orange vodka. But it looked like everybody enjoyed the henny cider. The henny cider was... <laughs> it was licking the bowl at the bowl. It was smack. <laughs> yes. And then 
that was that was everything. Yes. Mm-hmm. So for those of you who missed it, catch you next time. You know, did you know what you, to do. Did you like hold it in a venue? Did you use your home? Like, yes, how did people get tickets? We had yes, to drive I to Iowa to, 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 to ahead, get Jeremy. it. I said we had to drive to Iowa. <laughs> Listen, I searched for the perfect venue. Um, by this being the first one, I had I, I originally found one that was in Pilsen. I'm like, cool. And the budget though, that this is when it goes back to betting on yourself. I went all in. But I had to work with what I had. So this particular venue, that lady, she was so cool. We have the same exact birthday. And she was a private chef. And so I was like, okay, this is meant to be. But the venue, it had to be that one because she let us have that venue from 2 p.m. until 10 Mm. And it allowed me to do everything I needed to do. And I was like, you know, just get through the first one. The first one of anything, though, mm-hmm. is, I wouldn't call it trash. I would call it nostalgic because when you look back at it, you're like, okay, I got through it. But ooh, hey, yeah, I won't do it like that again. I, I always think about our first episode. It was like. Yes, it's all over the place. You run around, you just figuring it out. So mm-hmm. the venue was very far, but um, we did use the venue. I wanted it intimate for a reason because it was a Friendsgiving. So it wasn't like a hundred tickets on sale, you know, or anything like that. Um, it was only, I think I only had like 15 guests. I believe it might have been somewhere around there, maybe mm-hmm. fewer. Um and we set the table. It was a dinner party. It was literally like, because the tickets were $100. And my goal was not to take your $100. And you sit there and be like, all right, I could have I did this myself. I needed you to feel like, I'll give it to you again for this. You know. You want, can I prepay? Can I pay you now? <laughs> you would have prepaid. For later. Somebody else told me to prepay. I'm gonna put my money away for the next one, and that, and that's how I wanted you to feel. I want people to feel like it's worth it always. So we'll be popping up in different places too. Um, I plan to do some in the suburbs, so you know, just a little bit of everywhere. And I want to keep it exclusive um, as far as nobody can. You won't see what's happening until it's done. So either you came or you didn't. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, as we, you know, close out, what what's next? What's on the horizon for Shayla's Kitchen? Oh, that's oh, so next. One, everybody, I'm coming back to Chicago. Um, I'll officially be back in March when my lease is up. But honestly, I've been back every month <laughs> for booking. So if you need me, call me. Um, that's probably the most the closest thing to happen but however prepare yourself because I love getting dressed and that is a part of my personality and these dinners will be turning into something way more than you could imagine I can't say too much but just try and think like why would she say yes so that's that's okay next Next time you come back on the show you get you can let us know you know what it what exactly to expect yes I will let you know (laughs) That's next, and um, I just 
I really want to spread my love. Another thing that I want to start next year is starting to get people together. I want, I did a Feed the Homeless one year oh. uh, where we got together. It was the year before COVID, actually. And we got together. I learned that homeless people, even though it's holiday season, they do not want a Thanksgiving or a Christmas meal because they have nowhere to heat it up. And, you know, realistically, the fat and butters and everything, they congeal and, you know, nobody wants that. But what we did one year, and I want to start this back, and I want to do it quarterly, is we got socks, gloves, scarves, um, anything to stay warm. We got, I had people donate that. We did mm-hmm. bottles of water. We gave people cases of water. Um, we got chips, and we made sandwiches, because you can eat a sandwich hot. And you can get sandwich cold. And we did sandwiches and we just gave it away until it was gone. We gave people the bought the cases of chips. Some uh, I'll never forget a man said, but I like all kinds of chips. And we just gave him the whole <laughs> thing right here, you know. And that is something near and dear to my heart. Um, so I definitely that should be coming next year for sure. Mm-hmm. And I just people can volunteer. They could bring some people brought stuff. Donate. I'm not a give me your money person. Just give me your word. And so that's what's coming. From okay. Here. All right. And uh, we always ask. <clears throat> so right now, there is a young person on the uh, in the call wells of the world on the in the mm-hmm. South Shore communities. Of the world, or maybe at the King College Preps, right? Mm-hmm. Hopefully, if they are ditching, it is to do something positive. No, we don't promote that. Um, but right now, is a young person right now who is interested in being a chef, having their own kitchen, right? And mm-hmm. so, what are some things that they could be doing right now, you know, to kind of be in your shoes when they grow up? Well, the first thing you do is keep doing it. Repetition. Repetition is key. Um, Always have people around you that will tell you the truth. Mm. Always. Especially with food. Don't have a friend that's always good and they go home and it's, no, have your truth tellers around you. And I mean, for me personally, I don't know who's all religious or not, pray. Until the way I pray is, what are we doing? I don't pray like a normal person. I'm like, God, look, I said I want to do this. What we? How, how is it happening? And then the the other thing is be real with yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, if it's something you really want to do, or is it something you know how to do? Is this passion, or are you trying to get likes on Instagram? Mm. Bars because your passion is going to take you where you want to go. Your likes, I don't know so much. I don't, I'm not really technically from that era, so I can't say. But people know real. So if you want to be a chef, and if you want to be a chef, literally understand blood, sweat, and tears because a cut and a burn don't end nothing. We don't care. I could wish I got chef's hands. Yes, blood, sweat, and tears. It's not pretty. I did not look pretty before y'all got there. <laughs> <laughs> and don't, don't, um, because I noticed a lot of people are doing like cooking videos on social media. Don't consider it a cop out. It's a hard job too. Mm-hmm. I was at a 
scholar. I'm a great chef, but it still required work. So that's my takeaway from that. Or not my takeaway, but that's what I give you. Yeah. You All right. Well, that's a wrap, y'all. Thank you for going on this journey with us as always. And I want to thank you, Shayla, for being not just a great guest, but, but making a great meal. Really appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, before we go, you know, tell the people where they can find you, where they can book you, where they could, you know, get some of these delicious yum yums. Um, well, I solely use social media. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, I'm at Welcome to Shayla's Kitchen on Instagram, literally just that. And you can DM me and then we get the talking and everything goes from there. Um, the fun part is creating the menu. I create it with you. There's not so many things I can't do. So if you have an idea, I just work with you to make it happen. So just uh-huh. find me on social media and let's get it going. I'm ready. Hit up, hit up. Until next time, keep teaching, keep loving, keep learning, y'all. Peace.